Welcome to Wandering Blurs, the show that lets those in the know know just where to go when they travel the big blue marble. I'm Miki Just Miki, no more, no less, giving you pandemic realness on this mini-sode of Wandering Blurs. But before we get started, to all of you 1,800-plus subscribers who have stuck with us through our protracted hiatus, I want to thank you for hanging in there with us and apologize for the long break. Sometimes podcasters with the best intentions fall short of production goals. Life happens. However, the love for you all is still there, and I personally want to thank you and let you know that I appreciate each and every one of you who has tuned in and downloaded this podcast. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart. During this time of international travail, Wandering Blurds wants to take a moment to share with you a little bit of pandemic history in order to allay some of your fears and give you something to listen to while you're holed up at home with family or with Bay or on your own, as well as for those of you all who aren't locked down right now. However, I think most of the country is under a shutter-in-place order at this point. We want to assure you that we will get through this public health crisis as a nation and as a global society at large. As I'm sure you're aware by now, this is not the first pandemic, and it will not be the last, unfortunately. Dear Wanderers, the past is prologue. So for this mini-sode of Wandering Blurs, we're traveling to Camp Funston, now known as Fort Riley, in Haskell County, Kansas. We're going to have to get in our Wayback Machine for this one because we need to be in 1918 and not 2020. There's a lot going on in the world in 1918. The world was rife with change and turmoil. The Great War, what we call World War I, was nearing an end and America was ramping up their troops to be deployed after entering the fray in 1917. Woodrow Wilson was President of the United States. British and Canadian women got the right to vote. This was also the year that the Bolsheviks killed the Romanov family, cementing the Russian people's independence from mar monarchy. And in the small county of Haskell, Kansas, which borders Oklahoma and Colorado at the bottom of the state, a storm was brewing that will devastate 500 million people and fell 100 million. The people of Haskell County were largely pig farmers, living on a somewhat barren treeless landscape that happened to sit on the migratory path of over 17 species of birds. Now, we now know that birds and pigs are a combination that can create a particularly virulent strain of viruses because viruses can mutate and pass from species to species and on to humans. Medical science had not advanced to this point in 1918 and the people had no idea where the violent and deadly flu that hit them in January of 1918 came from. The local doctor in Haskell, Dr. Loring Minor, was alarmed. He was so alarmed at how contagious and deadly this flu was that he reached out to the U.S. Public Health Service for guidance. The flu wasn't a reportable health risk at the time, so they made a note of it, but they didn't act on the emergency that seemed to be affecting such a small, sparsely populated area of the country. It's important to know that the winter of 1917-1918 was the coldest winter on record east of the Rockies. This created a perfect storm when the farm boys from Haskell County traveled to Camp Funston to join the war effort. Camp Funston was the second largest military training base in the United States at the time. 
It housed 56,000 troops. As I mentioned earlier, the United States was just ramping up the war effort and Camp Funston didn't have enough space in their barracks to house all of the soldiers arriving to be trained and sent into combat. So they improvised and housed the overflow of troops in tents on the grounds. The men who were lodged in those thin tents on the grounds of Camp Funston were suffering from the unseasonably cold weather. The camp commander made a judgment call. In an attempt to be humane, he violated public health and safety rules, which dictated how much space each soldier should have. He ordered all of the men in the tents into already crowded barracks. The men from Haskell County arrived on the base on February 28, 1918, and were housed in these cramped conditions with their comrades at arms. On the morning of March 4, 1918, patient zero, Gilbert Mitchell, a cook, walked into the infirmary to be treated for flu symptoms. By noon of that same day, 107 other troops joined him in the base hospital, reporting flu-like symptoms. Within six days, there were so many sick soldiers in camp that they had to convert an empty hangar into a hospital. Within three weeks, the flu had sickened 1,100 troops at Camp Funston. Roughly 38 men succumbed to the mysterious Haskell County flu. Two weeks after Gilbert Mitchell showed up at the base hospital with the flu, 10% of recruits were reporting sick at two camps in Georgia. Many of the men from Camp Funston were sent to military bases around the country before they deployed to Europe. By the end of the month, 24 of the 26 largest military bases in the United States had cases of the 1918 flu. It also spread to major cities. By April 1918, the flu had run its course through Camp Funston, and the Army shifted its focus to its primary microbial enemy at the time, the measles. The 1,000 troops who recovered from the Haskell County flu were sent out to fight the Army's non-microbial enemies on the western front of World War I, joining one million comrades in arms. They carried their influenza microbes with them. So the big question is, how and why did the 1918 flu epidemic, which by most accounts originated in Haskell County, Kansas, come to be known as the Spanish flu epidemic? We'll answer that question and many more in the next minisode of Wandering Blurds, Pandemic Edition. But before I leave you, here are the stats for the Spanish slash Haskell County flu to help you wrap your heads around just how devastating it was. The influenza virus, a.k.a. flu of 1918, was the deadliest epidemic of the 20th century. It killed more Americans than World War I, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan combined. More than 675,000 Americans were felled by the flu epidemic of 1918. The mortality rate of the 1918 flu was between 10 and 20 percent. That essentially means that two out of every 10 people infected with the 1918 influenza virus died. Most victims were between the ages of 20 and 40 in the prime of their lives. This particular flu also killed dogs and cats. 16 million people died during World War I. 
the influenza epidemic of 1918, killed at least 50 million and as many as 100 million people. The truth of the matter is that many communities, after a certain point, stopped recording the number of dead, which is why there's such a disparity in those numbers. In October of 1918, nearly 195,000 Americans died of the 1918 flu epidemic, making it one of the deadliest months in U.S. history. Between 1918 and 1919, the U.S. life expectancy dropped 12 years to 42 years old. Before I leave you, here's something to consider. Each and every one of us here today is here because someone survived and or developed an immunity to the Spanish influenza virus and lived to bear another generation. Something to think about in the midst of the current COVID-19 epidemic. We survived before, the nation and the world recovered, and we will most certainly do it again. Thank you for joining us for this mini-sode of Wandering Blurds. A special thanks goes out to our production team, producer extraordinaire Lance Solo, best editor in the Blurtiverse, Cheyenne Finch, and production coordinator, the one who keeps us all on track, Miss Miki Brown. Until next time, this is Miki, just Miki, no more, no less, reminding you to be well, stay healthy, and keep your heads up. While your bodies may be stationary, may your minds always wander. Wandering Blurs is a production of the Gifted Sounds Network. You can visit this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and of course, the Gifted Sounds Network page. And the throne of the rich sure was sad.